0: If you think the coffees we talk about on the Coffee Explorer podcast sound interesting and you'd like to try some or one of the other nine coffees that I have personally selected, then visit us at our website, c i e l dot world, and we'll get that bag of coffee on its way to you. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee Explorer podcast, special edition. We are going to be discussing one of the blends of CL coffee called Blue in Green. And this blend is actually named after one of the most famous songs by by Miles Davis on his most popular and famous album of all time kind of blue. So as it relates to naming this coffee blue in green, it's definitely a simple homage to Miles Davis and Bill Evans and modal jazz in general. So it's a really wonderful coffee. And I designed this blend note that word to be a very uh, balanced, clean Breakfast blend, medium roast, doesn't punch you in the face. The really smooth, sweet, perfect coffee. My cupping notes include uh, toasted hazelnut, cranberry, and it's a silky coffee, a creamy, medium-bodied coffee. It is complex in that it does have other flavor notes, very caramelly, caramelly. And has some buttercream in it. Clean, bright, acidic fruits. And when I say cranberry, because it's like sweet and tart at the same time, like, like a, a pear. And then the finish is milk chocolate. Not dark chocolate, not hot chocolate, but milk chocolate. And uh, really nice coffees that is created out of three other coffees in this blend. Uh, coffee from Panama. Coffee from Nicaragua and then also from Brazil. So some of the varieties actually do include geisha, Katura and ikatu and catuai. And I want to talk a little bit about the Nicaraguan coffee in this blend. It comes from a farm called La Jamonia and it's from Selva Negra. In the center of Nicaragua, and it's a really cool farm and an eco lodge that was started by this lady, Mousy Cool. <laughs> Mousy Cool is her name, M A U S I, and her last name is K U H L. And she gives her husband, Eddie, a little bit of credit uh, for bringing this coffee to life and um, I'm able to buy it direct from her son-in-law, which is really amazing. It's organic. It's Rainforest Alliance certified. The coolest thing is that it is certified bird friendly. Now What Coffee isn't kind of bird friendly. This farm uh, has met the criteria by the Smithsonian Institution. To make sure they are farming so that they are maintaining a certain amount of trees so that the birds that are natural to this habitat have a place to continue to live and grow in that region. Not to mention that it tastes really good. This is a a small experimental lot that we're we're tasting in this blend, it's a natural Nicaragua, which again is kind of unusual. And if you've listened to the po- Coffee Explorer podcast before, you know I am a big fan of natural coffees. But like I said, I think that this Nicaraguan brings a lot to the table with some slight earthiness, body. Uh, a little bit of that, that fruitiness from the natural processing. The Panama in this coffee gives it a really smooth sweetness. And then the Brazil, this is a, a pulped natural Brazil that is bringing some of this low-lying caramel vanilla flavor to the coffee. And I was thinking about you know, blends. It's just sort of one of those things that consumer might not really notice. For example, Dunkin' Donuts house blend or house coffee is always the same. And that is very much by design for many reasons. Through blending, we can do a couple of things. When I say we, I mean the coffee industry, not CL coffee in particular, but you know, blends were developed to maybe raise the level of some lower quality, cheaper coffees with some elements of higher quality, more flavorful coffees to be able to use them to reduce the cost. Blends are extremely important to brands like Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, Starbucks, because they have to be consistent. And they are not sold as ever-changing, sing- single-origin coffees or a unique vintages of wine. They are tried and true, go-to, never changing blends and the coffees within those blends often do have to change for the reason I alluded to. A single origin vintage 1989 wine is going to taste different from this the this, this, this same wine from the same land that's five years older or five years younger. Same with coffee. It's different. The weather's different. The soil is different. The growing conditions are different. So many factors change. And to maintain the blend, we might have to plug some coffees in and out. Uh, For example, the Brazil I mentioned in this blue and green blend is, you know, it brings... Sweet caramel flavor to the coffee, if for some reason I couldn't get this Brazil or when I tasted the the upcoming harvest, it wasn't sweet, perhaps it had no rain, and the beans were smaller and more intense. I would go looking for another coffee, for example, maybe something from the Santander or northern region of Colombia. These coffees tend to be milder and slightly heavier bodied and have more of that caramel versus a a chocolateier coffee from Guatemala or a brighter citric coffee from Costa Rica. I'm using very broad brush strokes here, but I'm sure you get the picture that there are some coffees that we can use in more or less quantities to achieve the same flavor profile. You know, look around your kitchen. I was trying to think of some other items that we consume that we want to be the same blend. Like think of your favorite salsa. I'm really into this Chi-Chi's Chipotle salsa right now. And as we all know, tomatoes vary wildly from early in the year to late in the year. Chi-Chi's has got to do something to make sure that salsa is always the same. So maybe they're sourcing tomatoes from different parts of, of the world, even to make sure that those tomatoes are the same. Or I was also thinking of like, you know, apple pie, something that you might make in your kitchen. And it is, you, you can tell it's a little different every time because the apples are slightly different every time you use them. There are many other examples of, you know, ideally because of blending as a consumer, you're not picking up on that. Your flower is a little bit different from last time, but if it is, you know, one of the reasons why is that it is most definitely a product of the ground and growing and processing. I think it's pretty cool. And you know, what's also cool is this entire album, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. If you haven't heard it, by all means, please listen to it. I love Blue and Green. I love Kind of Blue. So What? All songs that you could play over and over and over. So that's how I feel about this particular blend. I'm drinking it right now. It's so good. It's clean. It's not designed to to knock your socks off in a way that the Dream of we've talked about before will make itself for you, get you dressed, uh, a really outspoken coffee. So if you think this coffee sounds interesting or some of the others that we talk about on the Coffee Explorer podcast, by all means, please visit our website, cl.world, c-i-e-l dot world and try some. I would love to discuss them with you.